to R and Co Talk Radio, where beauty icons and influencers, thought leaders, salon owners, trendsetters, and more take the spotlight. R and Co Talk Radio. Welcome to R and Co Talk Radio. I'm Allison Alhamid, and I'm here with Dan Langer. Say hi, Dan. Hi, everyone. Dan, every time I think about today's guest interviews, I get chills. I just can't believe how lucky we are to get to spend this next bit of time with these three icons of the industry. Will you share a little bit about today's topic and who we have joining us? Of course. On the phone, we have Garen, Tom, and Howard, three of the co-founders of Aranco. And one of the reasons I wanted to have this podcast was because every time I talk to these guys, one of the things we talk about is references. And more often than not, a movie comes up as a reference for one of the shoots that they're doing or one of the editorials. And I thought that in this day and age where stylists may be sitting at home a little bit more, movies are a great way to actually not only pass the time, but help hone your craft. So with that being said, I thought I would actually do less of the talking and ask each of the gentlemen on the phone why movies are such an important part of their craft and their referencing. And maybe they could talk about a movie that is uh, special to them. So why don't we start with Howard? Okay. Hello, everybody. hope you can understand me. We can understand. We can understand. <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> Loud and this, clear. This is going to stream to Scotland, too, so they probably won't understand us. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, Howard. So if, if you had to pick one movie that every stylist should watch, what would that be? My go-to film is uh, by Godard, Jean-Luc Godard, and it's called Alphaville, and it's set in the future. But the only futuristic thing about it is you've got a, a Galaxy 500 car it was made in 1967, and his wife, Anna Carina, is in it, and she's beautiful. It's just a great film to watch. The thing about movies is, and sort of get it into your references, but that would be my first film that I would go to. Is there anything about the hair in that film that you go back to as a reference for the work that you do? Yeah, Anna Carina had a bob, and she was just so gorgeous, so beautiful, and just her style and the style of the film, clothing, is set in the future. It's got a, a weird computer. But yeah, I mean, even the style of the, the guys, and I think the guy's name's Eddie, but just everything about it is just so well done, you know, and so, so thought out. And, and you look at it and you watch films over and over again, you get to look at different parts and who was the hairdresser, who was styling it, you know, not just, oh, yeah, that was a weird movie. You get to learn how to sort of think and references because they come up all the time on everything we do. And a similar film to that, which I always go to as well, is Blade Runner, the original one. Again, just, you know, her hair in it, most of them. It's about, yeah, Sean Young was the, the actress in it, and she had this amazing role, sort of very 40s, even though it was supposed to be 2019. It's just fantastic. Everything about it, this raincoat, the girl, you know, one of the replicants, you know, dries her hair and it's got a weird hood thing and blows up and doing a see-through Mac. Just the details, again, are fantastic. The best thing about references now is you can just look on your phone. When I was looking back then, you didn't have a phone. You had to go to the bookshops, the libraries, you know, anywhere that you could find good references. And references that, that work within your style, because we all have different styles. So you're finding sort of like where your style is coming from and what you're attracted to. Sorry, I gave you two references, but they're quite similar as far as being futuristic. 
No, those are great references. And we'll add the links to all of those movies on our websites. Garen, why don't we go next to you? Okay. And um, I can't give you one movie. That's impossible because my brain doesn't work that way. Just make sure to leave one. I mean, I have to agree with Howard, the original Blade Runner. And the reason why I want to bring that up again is because it's always the original movie that has more depth to it than the remakes and the remakes and the remakes. Yeah. And there's just something about film back in those days that gives you not only the the hairstyle or the makeup, it's just the whole mood of the movie. I know it's going to be challenging for really young people to try to watch these movies from beginning to end, but you've got to open your mind to be able to absorb and get back that far if you want come forward. And talking about Blade Runner, I mean... The last two seasons of Anna Sui, I kept referencing back to it. And that's how we created the Rockabilly. And then now the season before that was the Gibson, but it was kind of Blade Runnery. And then this time I really went Blade Runner with the way the hair was rolled in the front. But my icon goes back to what I was brought up to when the actress was really a lady. Sexy, you know, like Elizabeth Taylor, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn. And I would search out movies with them in it. And what I liked about Elizabeth Taylor is that she was so sexy, subtly sexy. And the same with Sophia Loren. So suddenly last summer, or Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, or Cleopatra, those are three dramatically different roles. But they are so memorizing and, and memorable for me because how she looked in them. And Cleopatra isn't just about her and Cleopatra. The whole movie was so over the top. Another one that resonates with me is Orlando with Hilda Swinton. It's just the most beautiful movie that I've I've seen because it was all in white and, and she's just so pale and everything about her. It's the style. It's the it's the way these women walked and the way they move. And it also comes full circle because this season, Mark Jacobs just threw Bella Hadid and Kaya Gerber out on the runway having quaffed hair like Jackie Kennedy or like Elizabeth Taylor, but like very ladylike. It's just one note because a woman can be anything she wants to be. And that has given me my leg through my career doing fashion work and magazine work, editorial, advertising, because the photographers that I was attached to had such legendary careers. And that's how you get to it. And you bring it back to the salon because there's a fantasy versus reality. And the reality is what you create on your client, but it also stimulates the people around you because how did you come up with that? And I understand it's going to be, you know, like Howard said, you have your iPhone and you can look up references, but you have to really know that you're going back to the beginning of it. Like Marilyn Monroe, people might not realize how great she was because she didn't really do anything. She just was amazing. But I turned Madonna into Marilyn Monroe. That was my Marilyn. And then you have Deborah Harry. You know, it's, it's not just about movies. It's just about all these great women and men that, when they were on film, they just took over the, the screen and you just were, you didn't know what it was, but you know that if you looked at Marlon Brando and his best movies, it was about 
just his body and his hair just combs just so perfect or just so messed up because it went with the character. And then it goes to photographers. So there's just so much about it. I mean, I have to stop there because, I mean, I could take up this whole 30 minutes. You know, today's world, everybody is just in the moment. And I think they really want to step up their game. They have to go to the past. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating, you know, how you've been able to reimagine these references and they take on new life. No one says, I want to look like Madonna impersonating Marilyn. No, Madonna is an entirely new look. It's just that it was reimagined references. Correct. I mean, that's the thing. It's like when we made over Lady Gaga, all we thought about was Cher. We wanted to strip her down and make her just long, lanky hair, just sexy for Versace. But people think Cher's a character of herself. But if you go back to the Bob Mackie days and when she was with Sonny, she was amazing. I mean, she just floated across the stage and just stood there and sang. And she didn't have all the bells and whistles. All she had was that lanky body with the long, straight hair, you know, maybe chopped in at the side. Stuff that's happening right now. And like Howard said, the Bob was so important in that movie that we keep reinventing it. And it's about reinventing something and actually putting it on the right person, on the right client, so that they become this person that they didn't know they could be. That's at the level that I would be at, it, you know, when I was in the salon and when I work with clients, because that, I guess, what separates us. That's great. Uh, and Tom, what about you? What are, what are some of your favorite movies for references? Well, my approach to movies is a little bit different, I think, because I don't actually go after the movie itself. Long ago, I made a list of all the great actors that I thought were would inspire me. And the one at the top of the list was James Dean. And one of the my favorite movies that he's ever done was Rebel Without a Cause. It's so American. I think that's why I really loved it. And it was inspiring for the way he acted on screen. There weren't a lot of, of references for men's hair to go to. So I chose James Dean as a starting place for me. And then I moved on to other actors. There's at least 20 that I could talk off the top of my head. There's Alan Dillon, who was an incredibly handsome man that did probably 40 movies in his lifetime. And Marlon Brando, Rock Hudson. There's just so many men out there that did these really great, sexy movies. And that's where I got my inspiration for doing men's hair. Because not that I copied what I saw on screen, but I copied the feeling that I was getting from the movies and transformed it onto the model or the celebrity that I, uh, I do even today. So number one, I think everybody should watch Rebel Without a Cause and take a really good look at all of James Dean's movies and then go to Alain Delon and watch all his films. You'll be so inspired and you won't know what to do because, you know, we have all this time on our hands right now. So get on the internet or Netflix or whatever you do and, and research all of these films. It'll be a real eye opener for you. That's great. I'm actually going to go to Netflix right now and download some of those movies to my iPad. Howard, question for you, because I know you are a big collector of hairdressing history. 
And maybe you could talk a little bit about Alexandre Paris and his influence on movies. I know he is credited with creating the Cleopatra looks, which to me is a movie that comes up time and time again with hairdressers as an incredible reference movie. It was about maybe 15 years ago, I worked on a film called Hair Heroes, which was based on the book that we did at Bubble and Bumble. And uh, the book didn't do that well, but the film was incredible. And it's where I got to start, really start to study a lot of these incredible hairdressers who have given us so much. I find it kind of sad when people don't know who they are. My go-to would be Antoine, who taught Alexandre. And then, you know, the Carita sisters, who were incredible hairdressers. I got to go to Poland to an exhibit of Antoine's and just gobsmacked. It was incredible. Last year, I did a tour called Legends, and I, I reflected back on people like Alexandre. Christian is still an incredible hairdresser. Uh, Leonard of London, who did Barry Lyndon. He did Clockwork Orange. You know, and if we don't find out where we came from, it's hard to move forward, like Gary says. And I just want to go back to what Gary said about Bob Mackey. He was a designer, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was an amazing yeah. designer. He still is, but and, he did yeah. all of Cher's costumes. And I think even spending a day just looking through his body of work is incredible. But one of my mates, Laurent Philippon, actually trained with Alexandre, and he could do a French twist in five minutes. It was just immaculate. And you just watched his hands, you know, and how he just moved. It was just brilliant. For us, it's really about the people who have given us this journey and still do. And people like Sidney Gilroff, who was the first hairdresser to get a credit in a movie, he did hundreds of films. He hired Vidal Sassoon to do Mayor Faro in uh, Rosemary's Baby when she got the haircut. One of his lines in the book was just, he can do a thousand things with wigs. And I think at this time, when we've got time on our hands, we should be playing with wigs, learning backcombing, lacing, all the things that we don't get because we're so busy. This is the time to actually watch movies, get your wigs out, your blocks on, think about what's next, not what's happening tomorrow, but what's six months like, and asking questions. Like, why am I still doing this to work? You know, I had kids who would say, oh, that's old fashioned. I would just go over to the magazine rack, lift up the time vlog, probably guarantee the cover, and say, look, this is exactly the same thing. What's happened here has been reinvented. That's what Garen says. It's very, very important is to reinvent who you are you know, and what you like. You just bring more to your work. Because sometimes we're just satisfied with like, look, I know this and that, but great hairdressers, you know, constantly are, are challenging themselves. That's why I love this career. I, I, it is a career. I think that's what we all three of us do is reinvent ourselves every time we cut a head of hair yeah. or do a Absolutely. or teach a class. I mean, we're and, up and if, there reinventing what we've learned over the yeah. years. And to keep it modern, to keep it current, you know, and, and to fit it, you know, and that was something that I never got through my training was how do you fit a style on somebody sitting in front of you? you know, and it took years for me to sort of find how to do that. And it was incredible when I started to realize that I do have a style, you know, and this is what I'm going to go after. And through photography, you just learn so much. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. And that's a good point on that one. What Howard just said is so important is to know and figure out what hairstyle will work on your client or on the girl or guy sitting in your chair because they have to own it. And it's not just the haircut and the 
texture. You have to kind of educate them so that they can feel it and they can put their own spin on it. Whether they're 18, 16, 35, 45, but that's a real important point there because that's how you keep reinventing it. On that note, Garrett, is there characters in movies that you guys repeatedly get asked for? Like, oh, I want to look like Brad Pitt in this movie, or I want to look like James Dean in this movie. Not anymore. It used to be like that, especially in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Then when you get to a certain point, they're coming to you to reinvent them or give them a look or give them a style or a personality. And what I would do is I would throw that name out and show them a picture of the the person I'm talking about. Like if someone comes in and they have just plain blonde hair and she's got more to give and, but she's dressing very, you know, very funky and cool. And then I'll say, well, why don't we cut your hair like Deborah Harry? And they're like, well, who's Deborah Harry? You know, if they don't know, and I could have my assistant or myself pop it up. And I kind of have this all planned out in my head. It's like when I did Courtney Love with the Stephen Mizell for Italian Vogue. She had just done the movie about the penthouse, you know, the, the one that owned Penthouse Magazine. Anyway, she had this undone, scraggly, you know, she was this funky kind of messed up chick, you know, and she was messed up. and. Even said to me, let's give her something pretty sharp and pretty cool. And I had forgotten about it. And I, I just cut her into a raggeded bob. And then I blunted bangs just at her brows and cut them way back. And I flattened all the hair out and made it, you know, like PC and separated. And she's ended up wearing that hair for over a year and a half because it took the raggedy Ann out of her. And it made her come up to a statue that he put on a a Versace evening gown and it wasn't destroyed. She wasn't falling on the floor because she had presence finally. And I have that in my references all the time that when I go and do someone new, when I was asked to cut Victoria Beckham's hair and I was recommended by Naomi and Kate and everybody that I should do it. And I never met Victoria, so it was over a phone call. And I just said, you've got to unstiffen yourself. I says, and I'm, I'm very blunt and very, unfortunately, you know, sometimes it hurts. But I just said to her, I says, if you're going to change, we got to really go for it. And she goes, well, what kind of extension should I put in and da, 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 da. And I says, no, no extensions. And I cut her hair off in my version of Mia Farrow, which was this little Gene Seberg, And you guys probably don't even know who these people are that I'm talking about, but this gives you pause. Check out who I'm talking about because that made the news. When I cut her hair all off like a little boy, like a little girl, a gamine, she was all over the papers and it hit the roof. There's another designer that people don't know about, and that's Halston, but he was so chic. And it was during the disco era that he did it, during the Studio 54 time. I mean, the American designer... And there's a photographer called Bill Cunningham that registered all the New York I love Society Bill Cunningham. He's fantastic. And his book is out he... now, and it gives you a visual of what happened on the street. You know, By the way, um, that's, a great, that's a great documentary to watch if if uh, the listeners have yes. watched. It. Incredible! It's, it's amazing. 
No, the Bill Cunningham one. Both of actually Halsey's yeah. is bad, but Bill Cunningham's is brilliant. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of documentaries now that are are touching on people that we love and adore. You know, go into that documentary section on your pad and start popping up these people so you'll get to where we're coming from. Tom, any movies out right now that have incredible hair as references? Inspirational. Emma. (laughs) Off the top. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Off the top of my head, there's nothing that inspires me out there right now. Uh, I've not fallen in love with any of the hair that I've seen lately. I'll open up the question to all of you. Are there any movies out right now that have incredible hair? Well, I would say Shallow. <laughs> no, Swallow. Oh, yeah. That Swallow. I created. I did <laughs> Swallow with uh, Haley Bennett because <laughs> I created the hair for that movie. <laughs> the whole movie's brilliant. It's very twisted, but it's very brilliant. It's an indie movie. And it's available on demand. Emma, like those kind of period movies always help you out because it puts spins on everything, you know, like how to set hair, how to curl it, how to, the textures, the pertness of the lady. And it depends where you want to go with everything. But like we just watched again, Eddie Mercury, you know, the, the movie, and it was just so brilliant, the fashion, the style that went on at that time in the early 80s. There's just so much. Howard, I mean, I don't, I don't know how we get these kids to want to go back to go forward. I, that's, a, that's a real challenge. Once they understand what they're looking for, you know, I used to see people go backstage and say, oh, oh I didn't learn anything. Like, well, you did. You know, you did 20 ponytails, <laughs> you know, so just people don't know what to look for. I think why well, these podcasts are going to be great because we could have 20 of them just on film and music. And I just watched the the Bowie trio. It's a Bowie. It's 1979 with Iggy Pop and uh, Lou Reed. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic, fantastic. You know, and reference to music is, is something I know we all do, and people do ask for for stuff. You know, and you can still do it. Iggy Stardust today. You know, it's not dated. Two years ago, mullets were everything. You know, just cooler because they weren't just a bad haircut. You know, it's actually done really well when it was done. I think you're right. Just go to the documentary section of Netflix and start to look through. I just saw Miles Davis' documentary that was incredible too, just about how gifted he was and started in suits, you know, in jazz clubs. And then as you get into electronic music, he was wearing all these blouses and, you know. And you're right with Freddie Mercury. You know, the style is fantastic. And that's the details you look for, not just following the plot. But I tend to watch movies more than once, maybe three or four times. Just to look at different things. I think, I think people have to understand also it's it's just not about the hair when we're watching movies. It's, it's about exactly. the entire everything. Music, and, and just, the fashion, the lighting, everything. That's what I was going to say. The lighting in Blade Runner is insane. They had one of the biggest lights that Hollywood had at that point and would just roll it up and down outside the, the, where they were shooting. And it just created this amazing effect, especially in the beginning. You know, when a guy goes in, oh, I won't get the plot away, but that's what you're looking at. You know what I mean? And then it comes right into when you're working on photography, like you understand light. And there's a great documentary called Visions of Light. And it's really about how they lit film noir. It was actually quite dark. And it's our responsibility as professionals to do this, you know, because everybody's got an iPhone. 
you know, so they, they're looking at stuff too. And you don't want to be caught. Like somebody says, oh yeah, I want um, the look from Blade Runner for my wedding. You're like, what was that? Yeah, you can look on your phone, but it should be automatically built in, like click, click, click. You know, all right, good. I got this. And how do you go about making it fit to you? You know, musicians push the limits with, with fashion and hair. And sometimes I like watching the Grammys red carpet better than, than the Oscars because it can be a little bit more interesting. And, you know, they take incredible risks. Seeing celebrities on the red carpet, musicians, many of each of your looks have been reimagined. Garen, I'll start with you. How does that feel to see other artists inspired by work that you've done? Well, sometimes I scratch my head because they didn't get it right. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think the guys have it more together than the girls sometimes because the girls go so far over the top. But you're right. The red carpet for the Grammys is the artist is dictating the look instead of the stylist. When you get to the red carpet for the Oscars or the Golden Globes, it's almost like you know who dressed the celebrity because there's such a stamp on it. Tom's been working with, what's his name that wears the pearls, Tom? That he's just, uh, he, Harry, he's done, Harry he's Styles. Yeah. Harry Styles. And, you know, they just had in the New York Times last week is how many of these people are wearing pearl necklaces now, you know, the guys and how Harry does it in such a, a casual feminine way, but it doesn't matter. And, you know, it goes back to the Maharajas of Jaipur or of India that it were ropes and ropes of pearls. That is kind of like I'm always looking for something to stop me and to make me pause. And, and sadly, well, on the red carpet, I haven't seen that in a while. Well, I don't, I, just, I don't everyone's think everyone's so safe. I don't think the musicians have sold out like the actors and actresses have because they're, they're just wearing fashion that some designer gave them or jewelry that somebody's loaned them, where musicians, they don't hold back. Guys will wear dresses for performances. So they have more imagination, I think, than the actors and actresses. Yeah, now that we're... <laughs> well, I mean, this is, I mean, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were in dresses. I mean, I mean, that goes way back. Those things don't change. Those are very inspiring. I always considered Flea my hair reference for my own personal style. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked uh, Brian Ferry. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you look at Bowie over the years, I mean, he had some of the most oh. incredible hair. Like, and when he did that I film, know. The Man and Who Fell Without. Clothes, everything, about, everything about him, it was almost feminine, but it yeah. wasn't. It was very beyond avant-garde and, and very deep in a way. So on that note, guys, why don't we do the next podcast with the three of you? on musical referencing and we can talk about yeah, artists right. and songs and we can release that next week to everyone who's uh, uh, listening from home. I love yeah, that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And we also need to I, get people to understand uh, photographers from the past because that really anchors everything of light and mood and sensuality or the core of what the three of us where we come from i think that's, that's, that's what's missing idea, huh? when you when you imagine the girl in your chair or the woman in your chair or the guy in your chair you should think of them as being in a movie or being lit by a certain way of the way they walk or the way they hold their hands and i think that's a whole education on itself yeah that's it that's such a great idea it can totally dictate the entire vibe of what you're going for 
I can't thank the three of you enough for joining us today. This is a really cool topic. You know, as we go live with this podcast, most of the country is finding themselves at home with more downtime than normal. So I wrote down all of these movies and iconic looks that you each referenced so I can start downloading them. I can't thank you enough. We're so excited to have had this time with you. We hope that you're safe and that you continue to to fuel us with this inspiration as we find ourselves with more dining time. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. When you need good hair, there's a place to